We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about this show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the DA Show, and this is always available on the DA Show's podcast feed. Just search the DA Show. That's easy. Subscribe, rate, and review. You'll see this on its feed every single week. Also, its own feed. Just search Permission Granted. Subscribe, rate, and review that as well. Or go inside the Odyssey app, listen to us live every single day, and then you can also search for all of our podcasts, including this PGP. So today was a day four months, five months in the making where the brouhaha finally wrapped up and you were presented with your 200-plus beers from Bogues. If you want to go back and you're more than than okay to do so because to the winner go the spoils, you went bold back then. And me and Bogus were nickel and diamond, a beer here, two beers there, three. I thought the margin for victory might be a 36er, maybe a 30 rack. I thought that was going to be around where we were going to play and instead, you blew things out of the water and started betting 30 beers per game, 40 beers per game, 100 beers per game. And it totally changed the the calculus of how you play the game, and you were rewarded for it. I was, and I very much could have been unrewarded had I lost. Okay, so we're already at the point where you're surprised at what Mraz has done here. Yes. What I was going to do is different than what I told Pete I was doing a half an hour ago. So you flipped in the last 30 minutes. Yeah, team and beers. Team and beers. Yes. Nervous wreck. You have flipped the team pick. Yes. I have cut down the amount of beers I was going to bet by half. Wow. And flipped the team I was betting. Yeah, when you were not in the room during this last break, he goes, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Now, I didn't pay attention because I didn't want any mind tricks here, but I, 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 I can't believe I'm going to do this. I, I, I can't believe I'm doing it. Okay, so again, the standings. Mraz leads at plus 39. Bogues is at plus 22. I'm at minus 15. So I, I suppose we'll go last to first. Okay, so my yeah. bet goes first. Yes. Okay. Damon Mandalara bets one hundred and twenty beers uh. on Georgia. I've got Georgia, one hundred and twenty beers on Georgia. Okay. 
Okay. Mraz is calm. This means that he can't lose, it sounds like. Uh, you don't know what I can do. Okay, what's for Bogues? Andrew Bogish. 36 beers on Alabama. Okay. 36 beers on Bama. Which means for Mraz? Mraz has 72 beers on Georgia. <sighs> I predicted DA's move right. Oh. I tried to block DA. I thought DA would go Georgia, and that's why I switched. Oh. So does that mean if Alabama wins, I win? By a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. so. Wow. Jeez. I thought you'd think we'd both go Bama, and I tried to figure you'd go over 100 on Georgia, so how could I make sure I block you from winning? That was my mindset. I thought you'd both go Alabama. I thought my only chance to win was Georgia. I thought over 100 on Georgia is where DA is going, so I got to figure out a block scenario. Damn it! What were you going to do before you thought that? 160 beers on Bama. Oh! Uh, he told me 240 on Bama in the break. No, but his, I was yeah. messing with you. It was going to be 160 on Bama. That's what I walked in here this morning thinking. <laughs> I've struggled with this since winning the brouhaha, and I really struggled since Bogus had the pain. He brought up a lot of the problems if it got out of control. But... My thought process in talking with Pete the Body Bilotti as this was ongoing during the bowl season was, all right, you would bet a beer here, two beers, maybe the bogus goes, maybe he's up to three, four beers. I felt myself at times looking around, thinking of the audience and saying, I need to spice this up. I need to be the X factor because is it is it ultimately good radio for constantly one beer here, two beer, two beer here? And it felt like we were all, in at least the first couple ones, a little defense, a little defense. And I just got impatient and I had to make my move. And ultimately, I dug myself as a hole as a result, which felt like you guys were winning by only betting one beer, one beer, and just allowing me to sink myself. And luckily, I was able to rally knowing in the back of my head, I thought there was no way Alabama would not cover versus Cincy. And I would bet as many beers as humanly possible on that. It was it held all the great twists and turns that you wanted a soap opera that we were playing conservatively or a ball game, and then Mraz took a big shot deep, hit the big play, actually missed the big play constantly, put himself at a huge hole. He had missed two or three straight 20 or 30 beer bets, put him in a big hole, but he always knew he could play aggressively because there was a break in the defense. He knew Alabama would cover the two touchdowns against Cincinnati. I think it was 14 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, actually, I think it was 11 and a half. That was where half. the number was where they're definitely going to win by two touchdowns, and that covers. Gotcha. So you're right. 11 and a half, something like that. So you always have that in your back pocket. As Bogues had mentioned, we won't always have that game that feels maybe like a surefire play because Cincinnati was the first ever group of five team in. Alabama's Alabama. You know, next year, could it be as easy as that? I'm not sure to say, though, that it could never happen again because let's just say, let's say George is the number one seed next year and the four seed is whoever wins the Pac-12, let's make it Washington, and let's make it a 12-point spread. I think we would all take Georgia minus the 12 anyway. Yeah, and I believe this number, I might be off on the exact number of games, but I know the number of wins. I think there have been 14 college football semifinal games, and the games decided by a touchdown or less are only three. So I think you're three and 11 of those. So in other words, if you see the big number in those games specifically, history tells you, no, lay the big number, because ultimately that's probably what's going to happen. So you fell back on that, and it worked, and then it came to the national championship game, and I'd realized now your play, and I said, well, look, if I'm going to lose, 
I'm going to lose big. But I feel really good about Georgia. I had just felt like this was Georgia's moment to overcome Alabama. They had played in the SEC title game. Bama had injuries. Mechie had gotten injured in the SEC championship game. I felt like Bama could be had. This was Georgia's year. I liked the rematch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going Georgia. And so you and I were playing a poker game. Because I was like, I think you led by, let's say, 120 beers or something. I did. And remember, this game was different than National Championship because we actually had to write on a piece of paper the beers in the team and give it to Pete the body so nobody could jump each other. Yes, because before that, whoever would pick third knew what the previous two people's bets right. were. So you and I, I was like, I'm a I'm going Georgia here, and I'm going to bet the number of beers I'm down plus what I think Mraz would bet mm-hmm. if he did bet Georgia. What what would be what would need to be my space to win? And you ended up reading my my hand. You bet Georgia as well. And then you topped me by six beers. I think I was 30 over what you had led. So I think I bet 150 beers. You had led me by 120. It's amazing how in lockstep we thought each other's move would be. And then you bet 36 over where you thought I would go. So I ended up being deficit six because we both hit on Georgia. So it was bold strategy. The whole thing was really fun. And so in the aftermath, Bogues brings up a good point. Had you won... Had you just kept betting huge, hypothetically, you could have won by, let's say, 700 beers. I mean, you could have bet by infinity beers. And then we owe you infinity beers. We owe you $1,000, $2,000, right. what have you. At some point, you guys might have had to become my personal butlers. I got that. <laughs> Is it fair to not have a cap or putting a cap on? Does that ruin why this is special? <laughs> Mariah yeah. would have been down 500 beers, and then he owes us all the beers. I'm pretty sure I was at one point down 100 beers That's, at some that's point how you, and you rallied because your whole thing was based on Alabama. That Bama Cincinnati. was never not going to cover versus right. that. Which like, is that not was gonna, the lock. And we're not going to have that game every single year. Right. But I still, I, I don't like the fact that there's no actual end. I think that's dangerous. And honestly, like, that's a dangerous <laughs> spot for us to be in. And this is a, a show that usually toes the danger. Yes. I, bottom line is this. I would have gladly paid up the beers. It would have sucked. I'm happy that Bogus was a man of his word. I'll let him slide on the couple he might owe me because clearly financially it was fine. I can't make eye contact to properly thank him. <laughs> thank you, Bogus. But for all of those, this image that Cap is shooting right now, when you say, man, Mraz, always loser of the bets. Just remember, no hot salsa in my mouth and a lot of beer coming home to me. I right, just read that note that you left on there, too. Yes. It's an amazing amount of winnings right there. Both. I think that you need to approach this with kind of the unwritten rules of baseball. I think that's the way oh. I, I go. I will speak absolutely truthfully. Even if it feels like there's no limit, there is, of course, a limit that you could go to, and a limit I'd even be willing to gamble that I wouldn't want to lose myself. So I think there needs to be some kind of trust that is not just coworkers, but friends with each other. We would never let each other get into that deep a doo-doo. Like, I really do believe Because that. that is the self-governing part of this, is that you can't bet more beers than you know you might have to buy. Right, so that's your protection. And we just played the game, or you just discussed the game we played off each other with betting Georgia. I, I kind of had a good idea where you went. What was to stop me from saying, 
forget the 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 whatever thirty six beers over. I'll go five hundred, six hundred beers, and then even if you win, you owe me three hundred beers. What's to stop me from doing that? Is Alabama covering versus Georgia, and I'm screwed, and I owe six hundred beers back the other way. So I think there's a self governing thing to it that protects your against your own self. And number two, understand that even if you're that confident, even if I was again, I, I was that confident in Alabama that I bet a thousand beers on them. I didn't do that because there's still a a gentleman's point to this where there is somewhat of a limit. So you don't think there's a need for a cap then? It's easy for me to say as the winner now in hindsight, but I really think, I think there's no need for a cap. And if somebody felt it was getting out of hand, have the awkward conversation before the segment. Hey, just before you guys go in here, we're not going to go this crazy, are we? I mean, there could, we could have a discussion and a break if you feel like it's trending that way or immediately off the air. You don't have to wait three months once you pay off to go, this is a problem. So the way I gamble, I'm just not a huge swing of the money. I'm not a guy that can put 200 bucks in a bet. I'm not a guy that can throw $1,000 in a bet. I, it comes anxiety. I'm just a guy. I, I'm a nickel and dime better. I like when you win and I like when you hit. I like when a $5 16 parlay pays at 150 I don't love betting five bucks to win four bucks. Right. So I'm I'm mo- mostly like small better, like a big payoff, but I'm, right. I won't bet huge to get a huge payoff. So I don't think I'd ever push anybody into like humiliation zone where you're spending a thousand bucks on me. I just I that would not be where I would go. But that governor is not on you. I don't think. I think you don't mind, like, pushing us into discomfort. Yeah, slight discomfort. <laughs> I, I don't want you guys foreclosing on your homes because I won 74 million Stella Artois. I, I think there's a little difference there. Yes. So, and by the way, I, you know what? For all my fallacy, somebody had to in this segment. Somebody had to. Because I, what benefit does it do the listener if every day we're betting two one beer? It, well, so that's a different discussion. I completely agree. I think this challenge needed it. I created the brouhaha, and again, I thought it was going to be a beer here, five beers here, maybe you go crazy, 10 beers. I never thought of a 40-beer bet or a 100-beer bet or 100. I never thought of it. And those numbers resonated with the listeners. Those were like the, whoa, now wait a minute. And you need that. (laughs) You're just yelling in drops now. Because the way I thought of the beer bet, originally was people are gambling these days. Bowl games are easy to bet on because they're during the middle of the day. You're on the holidays. You might flip it on. You might not. It gives you kind of a reason to pay attention to a a game you wouldn't normally. It's kind of fun to bet on something that's kind of silly. And, you know, it's just, it's a way to, we could talk sports and also bring in the sports gambling. And I just thought it was going to be kind of a fun way to do it. But you know what? Our analysis of the games became way secondary. It, it right. was not really a football segment. It became a strategy segment. And I loved that. And I think the only way that it gets there is if you start betting 50 beers right. on a bet. I agree. So you ramped it up. You you fixed the segment. You made the segment. This is how we have to do it. Which is why I don't know if I want a cap. I feel Bogue's pain because I wouldn't want to have to pay 300 bucks out of my pocket either to get you drunk. Not Not happy with that idea. But if you put a cap on, like, it can only be $200 worth of beers, then everyone's just going to bet up to that line. 
Yeah. Again, I, I think this is something that actually it's ironic because we're peeling back the curtain of the PGP. We could all have a discussion next year off air and say there's not an official cap, but we get to a certain amount, understand where you're at and everything. And I think that's fun. I think you could have a little gentleman's understanding. But I don't think you understand. That doesn't work because. Are we all not friends? What do you mean it doesn't work? Because think about it. You led me by 150 beers. So I bet 150 beers to at least catch you. Had you led me by 400 beers just because you hit every bet and I lost every bet, what are you going to say? Like, DA, don't bet 400 beers so that you're not down 800 because I won't take 800. I still need to catch you. I don't want to lose. I still want to catch you to win, so I have to bet that much. I guess you're right. But that's a you problem. Then that becomes a you problem. It is. so Because I don't have to turn around then and say, I'm going to bet 200 more than the 400 you're going to bet to catch me. I could sit back and go, I'm betting six beers on this game. I already have a 400 lead. And if you happen to hit on 400 beers and we don't know anything, then so be it. Good for you. Well, so then that, so then you work out something like that where if you, if you lead by 400 beers, you go to the other guy and say, hey, I'm not going to bet more than six beers because then you've given away your hand. And then the other guy can bet 406. I get, you're right. I guess I'm just looking for more of like a, a mutual understanding. You have to concede a win there. Be like, I'm only going to bet six beers. I know you don't want to well, pay. Maybe that becomes good radio then. Maybe that's the deal. Hey, we don't have to bet this game right now. There you go. You can work out deals. Right. Cash out offer. You can cash out. That's the workaround. Yes. yes there's a cash and if out. You, and we're putting you on the spot. And if you don't want to cash out there, then I'm not going to feel bad if then you owe 800 beers. Because you were given that option and you didn't hit the button in deal or no deal. But then the cash out is you have to negotiate. Yeah. It'd yeah. be like, hey, I'm willing to pay 175. Hey, yeah. I'm willing to pay X number. Exactly. And the other guy, you got to find a common ground. Yes, that's your way to get the number lower. Okay. And if you don't, then you can't bellyache and bemoan, I shouldn't have to do this. You were given a deal and you chose not to take a deal. I Okay, so I like that. Because if you're playing straight strategy, there would be no way to curtail how much somebody could bet without conceding a, the whole win. National championship game morning becomes deal or no deal, depending on where the standings are, if that's the situation. Now, we all could be tied or neck and neck, and that wouldn't matter in that spot. But under the same scenario, you get the big button out, Kaplan could fill almost the whole thing. <laughs> you're taking the deal or you're not no deal? We'll bring in Howie Mandel. Okay, I like that bylaw. I think that's the best way to do it. Because you're right. If you cap it at 200 beers, what if you've already hit that and you're you're coasting that final week? Then suddenly the Music City Bowl, you got no juice? Not only that, but let's just say, yeah, right. By the playoff, you would have bet 50 beers, 50 beers, 50 beers, 50 beers on games just to get to 200 one way or the other. Yeah. And then knowing that you can't win by more than 200 or you can't lose by more than 200, once you get to that level, you'll just start betting one beer. Yeah. And then sure. the other team or the other teams know – what they need to just chase you down and that you can't you can't push past it. Yes, I agree. Boy, this is we better remember all this come January. I'll tell you that. Strategy's great. Yeah. I feel good. I can't wait to drink these, get them ice cold. Let's go. It's good. I saw those corona lights and now that the weather's starting to get warm, oh. it's gonna be seventies all next week. Oh, you gotta have it. I can see Memorial Day coming in the distance. Bob's bar hit is coming up here soon. The corona lights are so delicious. Oh, you know, picture the pool float, taking them out of that cooler, 
that when you crack it open. I would say I would draft Coors, uh, the Corona Lights number one, Kona's number two. Sure. <laughs> Probably Stella's three. Okay. People might hate this take. I like Miller Light more than Bud Light. Uh, I don't hate that take. I probably would prefer a Miller Light too. Bottled though, I prefer a Bud Light can over a Miller Light can. That's fair. But if you give me in a bottle, I prefer a Miller Light. Yeah, I like a refreshing Miller Light bottle. Um, after that, I would take what was left. Well, there was still the Heineken. I'm not a big Heineken guy. My yeah. father is. That was I'll Heineken Light's him. fine. Yeah, Heineken's got a little bit of an aftertaste for me, but I like a Heineken Light. Then I would go Bud Light. Then I go to White Claw. Yeah, we know the White Claw would finish dead yeah. last. Also, Moist Pork and others had a big problem with me wanting to collect on White Claws in this bet. They huh. thought that was not in the spirit of the bet because it's not a beer. And it's more expensive than beer? It's not, and that was my workaround. Oh, it's, then I think it's fair. Yeah, I see. he's the one paying. I understand in theory it's not directly a beer. It's a spiked seltzer. It's a beer. You get it at the same kind of distributor store, and if it's not costing him any more money, no. then I don't think he could fight it. No, because we didn't define that it had to be beer. Right. I didn't ask for five battle bottles of Tito's. I mean, they, they... No. And that was the thing. Bogus said, like, maybe we can do that as the workaround for a cap where you just say, like, I, I want this bottle of bourbon. right? And I'm like, I I don't like that. Well, I also don't understand how you do that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bet a quarter of the bottle of bourbon on this game and then eventually get up to a full bottle? Or his point might be winner before the competition establishes what they want to win. But what are you betting then? Right. You're just you're, betting, you're betting straight one point for the game? Your units, I suppose, and then yeah. whoever is the but no. The the number of beers, that's the that's the what do they call it? That's the sight gag. You need the visual <sighs> of the beers getting delivered clunk on a desk. Otherwise we just run an off air pool where we just bet the games whoever has the most wins get by somebody. Right. That's not a that's not a show bit. No. Yeah. Please. Bogus leave the programming to the program. <laughs> The hand truck of beers today is epic, though. It is. Just haul, bullish, dragging in like a huge battle wagon of cases of beer is, I don't know, there's something really cool about this. And I think the payoff should be like around this time anyway, because it's like we did something in the winter and then the payoff is the summer. Yeah. You get your time. Here's your summer war chest of beer. And, and people don't understand, too. Bogus usually takes a train to get to work. I usually take my smaller four-cylinder car to parallel park to work. Bogus and I each at the prearranged that he takes his wife and family SUV. I take my wife's and family's SUV to make sure we had proper room to transport alcohol. By the way, Bogus lives 20 minutes from me. He had to drive it into Manhattan. <laughs> I had to drive to Manhattan and drive it home from Manhattan. <laughs> The idea of the visual, this would have been much easier if me or him met at each other's house with the truck. Bogues could have driven 10 minutes to a distributor in the middle of both you and his house, right. 10 more minutes to your house, and the bet is done. That's it. Or I just <laughs> met him at the distributor in between our houses. He bought him. I loaded him in my truck, and that's the end of it. Or you go to the distributor five minutes from your house, you you buy it all, and then he just PayPals you yeah. or Venmos you. <laughs> We both trekked the opposite direction to come back in and do this exchange just so we could hit. By the way, now's big road repair time. So I have all these bottles I'm going to drive home and you clank, clank, clank. The things we do for this show. Yes, it's true. But I just, I think that anecdote needed to be said of the PGP because I think people that don't live here don't understand 
that this was completely unnecessary, the steps we yeah. took to transport this. Yeah, it's it's one of the things that after my wife and I moved out of the city, we had been living in the city. I had been in the city for seven years. She had been in the city for, I think, nine years. We kind of, we moved out outside the city, and we, one of the first weeks we were like, okay, so what's the, what's the biggest difference? We both kind of came, to, actually, her point was grocery stores. And I just said, like, yeah, just ease of what you do on a daily basis. And the reason is that if you don't live in a really highly dense city, and, and New York's even different than every other city because it's mostly mass transit and it's so dense. I mean, there's 18 million people or, what, 10 million people in the five boroughs or something. You you don't even gr- drive to a grocery store. Right. If you live in New York City, you walk to a grocery store. And then you have like a little bin that you pull or you have to carry everything. Right. Everywhere else in the country, you drive to a grocery store and you load up as much as you need into your trunk or your car or your SUV or whatever. In this case, like I've worked at radio stations that were on a ground level with a huge parking lot and everybody has a parking spot (laughs) and you walk into a ground level door and you walk out a ground level door. And so that is no big deal. When you live in and around New York City, this becomes a thousand times more complicated. You have to, like you said, pick a different car for the parking purposes, find the parking spot, unload the beer out of your car, bring it up an elevator, get it through the building's checkpoint, get it through your checkpoint doors, do the bit, bring downstairs and coordinate all of this stuff versus, you know, just... Throwing them in somebody's trunk. Right. By the way, while we're on, like, limited meter parking time, we need to feed the meter in between. It's, it is very complicated. <laughs> very, very complicated. So I hope everybody enjoyed the, the stream view of this. Today was also the debut of Canadian Bacon. Oh. I know you felt like it went well. We gave you B plus. You thought that was kind of low. I think the big takeaway, though, was the green screen behind you. This is the first time we had the green screen which meant that Cap could superimpose graphics behind you, and he was running ridiculous video. What we call that in the business is B-roll. If you're in the news business, when somebody is talking, doing a report, or they're talking in the news desk, the video that you see over the person talking is called B-roll. So that's just kind of stock generic footage that you run over somebody talking so that you're not just looking at the person talk. So he was running this weird B-roll behind you, and it was all different types of really random things. There was a cat talking into a microphone. There was fire and brimstone at one point. There was a clown. There was... There was like a windmill. A windmill. Then he had dandelions blowing out <laughs> my trash. Then there was... Uncle Dick was looking at me. Uncle Dick. Yep, your Uncle Dick. A lot of pigs, apparently, during <laughs> Canadian bacon. There was just pigs roaming around me. There was a huge landfill of, of a... Dump truck dumping trash with seagulls. Yeah, I got the feeling this actually wasn't for show content, more for Kaplan's own personal amusement. So, I don't know how the setup went, but I told him yesterday, it's a great idea. If it's not too confusing or complicated, we should keep doing it. Sure. Do you think... <laughs> well, you laugh every time I say sure. Because the short... I don't know. <laughs> it's so quick and a little bit dismissive, but also it's reminiscent of he who shall not be named so i don't know there's just a <laughs> that'd be dismissive i'm just continuing the combo so <laughs> did cat find it easy enough to keep doing it i believe so although i do have to give you one quick funny anecdote which is fine for all the share 
Kaplan sets it up, and the initial setup was a little, it fell down at first. He just had to find a way to stabilize it. He's good, and I think he's going to have a good rhythm now. But the, the initial burst of those three <laughs> minutes to set it up felt like a bit much. So much so that the moment Kaplan left the room, Pete the body turns to me and goes, just so you know, we've tried the green screen once before. Which, by the way, I don't remember ever trying the green screen once before. And I've been working on the DA show since day one CBS Sports Radio. And he goes, it doesn't work. It's never going to work. So this is a complete waste of time. Almost instantaneously, there was sizzling bacon behind me. And it could have worked better. <laughs> With uh, Pete basically didn't even finish closing his mouth. I said, Pete, it's working fine. He goes, oh, this must be a different green screen. A different green screen? He was so sure that it wouldn't work, and it worked perfectly. It looked great. It really did. I mean, the sizzling bacon behind you was perfect. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that stunk on day one is I have a bacon suit I forgot to put on for the Canadian bacon. It was a lot going on. Yeah, I don't I don't know though with the background how necessary the costume is now. <laughs> if you have bacon sizzling behind you, do you need to dress as bacon? Then it just becomes my head floating <laughs> in between a lot of bacon. I mean, we need to try it out to see. Sure. <laughs> I I've also thought about buying you a foam puck for your head as a hat. But it might be distracting from what you can see behind you now that I'm looking at the green screen. It perhaps could be. And and the initial pitch when we ended the show Monday, the day before Canadian Bacon, was, hey, I'm looking for a foam puck for your head and two inflatable sticks of bacon from your hands. And I said, excuse me? This is where we're going with this? And then Pete jumped up and said, I have bacon costume in my my locker. It's just amazing how things really do spiral out of control. Things really on the show take a, on a life of their own. Spiral hand out of control. <laughs> the the brouhaha is a good example. Like, it was just supposed to be college football and making small beer bets, and it became this monster of what's fair, what's not, putting somebody in bankruptcy, how do you deliver the beers? You know, it just, it explodes. And Canadian bacon was meant with the best intention. Let's give the Stanley Cup playoffs some attention because it's the pandemic. People want sports. Sports finally back. It's all in a Canadian bubble, but it'll give us a reason to talk about another thing that's happening in sports. Three years later, it just so happens you're wearing a bacon outfit. (laughs) We've got a green screen. You're just doing pun upon pun where we grade the puns. People forget who's won by the end of it. Exactly. It's amazing how things just spiral. It is. And by the way, this actually was the first Canadian bacon in studio. Wow. Because last year's playoffs all happened before we officially returned to studio. So we started this. So I've done every Canadian wow. bacon from my home studio. This was the first one I did from the studio, which is why all of a sudden we have a green screen bacon costumes and have <laughs> amplified the game because it's a little different scenario we're working with here. Wow, you're right. 2020, we were working at home. Whole summer, obviously, into the fall. Turn around 2021, hockey's back to normal, quote-unquote, right? Yeah. Yes, there was no Canadian-only division. We are all back. In 2021. Oh, no. 2021 season was different. It was a Canadian division. Right. And you only played within a division, and it wasn't the same division. They ge- geographic, ge- geographically put everything together. Right. Yeah. So, but the hockey was played in front of fans last year? Yeah, and then, like most of these other sports, more fans and more fans and more fans. Yeah. Like, what you started with an opening night, by the time you got to the playoffs, there was full houses, but that was, you know, progressed as the season went along. And the, and the Stanley Cup was awarded sometime in late June, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, right June. before we came back. Yeah. And then we came back early August. Oh, no, no early July. July. It was like right after the Stanley Cup we came back. Yeah. So you have never never done a Canadian bacon in studio until today. Wow. History. History. History itself. Sizzling. One um, programming note, it looks like we're circling a specific date in June. I don't want to lock it in just yet and announce it just yet, but it's coming up on the Bob's Bar. It looks like it's going to be after Memorial Day. The reason is Memorial Day weekend. The Marazzis are out of town. They're going to a honky-tonk in Nashville. Sure. Toby Keith concert. Uh, Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. And the weekend before, you have a wedding to go to, so we'd have to kind of cut things close, and we didn't want to do that. So we're looking at right after Memorial Day. So when we get that, we'll announce it. We're looking to bring in some guests these this year. Very Long Island theme. This, this might be a very, you know, basically we're, we're a Billy Joel away from making this a <laughs> Long Island theme show. Which now that I think about it, maybe I should reach out to his rep as well. If we get the piano man on the pool deck, I think all, all bets are off. Overtime ending, man. We got Billy Joel at Bob's Bar, and we got him to sing and change it to Overtime Ending Man. I, I don't know. We how, shut down the show. Yeah, like I don't know where you come. No. How do you show up to the studios Monday nope. and break down NBA free agency? It's Boyle and Connor Green, and we're out. <laughs> That's it. We hand it over. It's your show, oh, guys. Billy Joel on above-ground pool deck singing Overtime Ending Man. I do think there's going to be a moment in our lives where we do hit this kind of apex moment in the DA show where things have become so ridiculous that we do have to take a breather. (laughs) What, a month off? (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like we're ratcheting up the ridiculousness every single day. We keep topping ourselves. I mean, for what it's worth, if some even some of what we have planned for the Bob's Bar hit works, that's going to be one of those, like, I'm taking a week off here because <laughs> what do we do? Like, you can't come in Monday. Right. It's too ridiculous. Last year, we came close dumping hot chowder on you in a baby pool as you wore Ben Franklin outfit, screamed hot water, piping hot, unpipe it, unpipe it. dodgeballs, your mom, your mom admits to the fart gate, your coach, <laughs> your gym teacher is there, Kerry Foxy is playing the bagpipes. Bayou Bear is shirtless on his 36th White Claw. We had hit the we had the mafia ice cream guy. Oh. We had hit a moment where it was like, well, this is so absurd and through the looking glass, we can't come in on Monday. And we also had no idea if the listeners liked it or not until after we were off the air. Correct. It turned out they loved it. Yeah. So how do you up it? How do you up it? I'm really antsy to reach out to Billy Joel's people here. See what they say. If you can't get Billy Joel... Whoever the Billy Joel cover band is that's popular in Long Island, yeah, reach out to that. Sh- Schwartz is always at their show. So, yeah, I'm sure he has a direct contact <laughs> and they're sick of him by now. So, find him. Jilly Bowl. <laughs> I think they're called Big Shot. But... Yeah, okay, that sounds yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Big Shots. Joel and the Big Shots. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> ain't nothing but a big shot. That sounds you're nothing but a hound dog. That sounds like you're doing that. No, maybe. <laughs> Big <laughs> shot. Billy Joel taking us in and out of break on a Friday morning. Imagine the neighbors that don't know what's going on. Oh. Is that Billy Joel on the pool deck? <laughs> <laughs> Willie Joel and the Big Shots? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the piano man. 
he doing in West Babylon? <laughs> and now, I mean, we're going to have some time to build up to this, but with Schwartz back in the good graces of the show, he might get the invite to a Bob's bar. Good point. But if he gets the invite, it ain't just to eat and sit there and drink for free. He's got to be doing something. And we got a couple of guys that l- that live within driving distance. You know, Mac and Bear is down in Delaware. We got uh, we got guys in Philly. Yeah. We got uh, Tommy Topspin's up in Connecticut. Tommy Topspin. Yeah. We got some of those dudes that are in New England. I mean, it's not out of the realm that we announce this and go like, "Hey, if you want to show up, listeners are invited." Listen. Th- there could be fun for the whole family here. At this point, there might be cotton candy machines wheeled in. We'll see what happens. Might get Jack Stern cooking on a griddle. Plenty of things could be working. <laughs> if that's the, if that's the case, I'm, I got to come the previous day for a sight check. <laughs> well, we know we're not going to get any engineers there for it, so somebody better get their ass there. And the bosses might not even know that we're doing this show at this point. Oh no, a thousand percent. They're going to see us not here that morning. Go where are they? Oh, they're above. Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> they need the hand truck again. Are you going to have Bogus on after the win? Yeah, we have to. We have to recap, and I'll get his thoughts. I'll pitch what we just discussed as well about a, a deal or no deal and see where he's at. He might fight back. We'll see where we are. Yeah, ask him about that. I think that's the wor- I think that's the solution. Okay. I don't like a salary cap league. Sure. Actually, I, I take that back. I think it works in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't like this being a salary cap I league. agree. I agree. You go over the luxury tax at your own problem. Yeah, yeah, so it's more like baseball. Yes. Where you can spend what you want to spend, but there is a slight penalty. But you are still allowed to be bold and aggressive. Right, right. If it's too hot, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> okay, here comes side B. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Howdy, doody, doody, broody, broody, brew. It's time to enjoy the beers at Side B of the PGP. How are you? It's Baraz with Andrew Bogish, who paid the piper on Tuesday morning show. Bogie, how are you? Sean, I'm good. How are you today, more importantly? Uh, I feel great. I feel great that I was able to, uh, you know, look at all the beers that are coming my way. We were moments mm. away from clankety-clanking them in an exchange into my SUV. 
Uh, let's start here. Number one, things okay on the home front after you had to buy this much beer? Yeah, I got one text. I bought it on Sunday afternoon. Um, my wife wasn't home. Put it in the garage. She didn't see it till Monday morning. Got a text of, man, how much beer do you actually owe? Oh, no. Um, but we don't want to be on Katie Bogus's bad side of this No, show. and like I said, I, I, I do actually think that she'd prefer me to lose than to win and have all of that beer in our house. Now, a couple of years of a couple hundred bucks might change that sure. theory but um but yeah if that was if that stack of beers was staying in my garage through the summer because it would not be drank drunken drinked at my house at consumed the, at the same rate as at yours um I'd have more more angst okay that's that's all is fair now you have pitched a potential cap or a prize yeah all this so DA and I bantered back and forth and we discussed the pros the cons and obviously you are in a little bit of a different scenario. Now, it's funny. DA still does owe me six beers. We'll see when we get those. Yeah. And also seemed totally surprised that he needed to bring a hand truck today I mean, after telling us, quote, I have a hand truck. I'll bring it in. I mean, literally, you and I are prepared to do this on our own. Like, I could take a video, take a picture. I was going to bring it to your house. Right. I could have had it just sent directly to your house. Well, DA and I just talked about this. You and I basically, you can figure 20 minutes away without traffic. Yeah. We could have figured this out very easily. Right. But the mastermind goes, no, 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 no. It's got to come here. It's got to come up. Yeah. It's got to go back into Sean's car. And I said at that day, weeks ago, or maybe even months planning, I said, okay, but we're going to need a way to get it up to the studio because it's going to be a lot no matter what. Okay, I got a hand truck. No problem. So that was the first hand truck mission. Right. On Sunday, when I bought it and sent you guys the picture of my full trunk, I said again, definitely going to need that hand truck. And then today, as I was, we, you and I walk in, got all the beers here, where's the hand truck? And stone cold, clueless reaction, nothing. Oh, oh. I needed a hand truck? That was today. Which I, in the topic list, I thought that, you know, the tip, hey, we're exchanging beers today would have been enough of a hint. Right. It was his idea to yeah. have the hand truck he did. So that was a funny, all-fair note. So DA and I went back and forth on this cap thing. And I proposed, and I think he agreed, that actually the best course of action was twofold. Number one, while, you, while putting a hard cap would ruin the segment, I also wanted this on the record. I won, and I know I made some asinine bets and everything, but as evil a villain as I might portray on the show, right? even I don't think I would ever bet an amount that would put anybody in an uncomfortable situation. I understand how this could be teetering that. I would never, and I would never accept a thousand beers or something like that either. So that's number one. Number two, maybe the best course of action isn't a hard cap, but it's it's okay. We understand as gentlemen what the deal is here, but also come national championship day, if there fears that feels to be a swing one way or another, where DA remember bet like two hundred something beers, and had I bet four hundred or something, he would have owed however many too. We could have gotten crazy. Right. Is the best course of action on national championship day? You have the leader by however many, and you know whether it's you, DA, me, you, me, DA. There becomes a little game of deal or no deal. Do we let a number get out of hand, or are you willing to risk any more and try to dig yourself out of a hole or whatnot, and can the leader come to a deal where maybe it's lesser than the amount of that makes you feel comfortable? And if you elect no deal, well, then you've done it to yourself if you end up losing by a drastic number. So meaning, like, let's we get to that final game, and I'm down 
the amount, 200 beers. I could go, hey, guys, I just want to be done here. Like, I want to. You don't even want to take a shot at trying to predict what. If I'm up 200 beers and you're saying, if I, you have a choice, right? I could theoretically take the opposite team as Mraz and bet 200 beers. And this could swing where I'm either completely cleared, depending on what he does, or I'm up. Or I say, this has gone too far. Let's work out some kind of deal here. Because the deal doesn't have to be simply I'm cashing out at 200. Like, it is a cash out, but it's not. Right. It could be, you don't know what I'm going to do here. What's a fair offer? And I could get panicky and go. So you could, to protect your win, you could negotiate with me. Give me 100 beers. We're done. Uh, right. Instead of me maybe betting 500 and flipping the table. And then the strategy theory of trying to work out a deal the day of. And if you don't come to a deal, well, all bets are off. Let's right. see what the bets are. Yeah. I mean, so. So that's not terrible. That's not a bad idea. And, like, my doomsday scenario is somewhat unlikely, but it is also 30 games. Sure. There's no— pr- there- By the way, does that bother you when I say sure? Because that's in my head, no. and DA started laughing when I said it last time. There's also no, obviously, pre-knowledge of what you and I are going to do. So, like, right. we could get to the same game, be kind of close, and you say, all right, I'm betting 150, I'm betting 150, and now we're going 300 beer— Right swing, so it. I, I still think like the best, the best course is something that's that's set, not open for interpretation, not a personal decision. It's just this is either it's like you can't owe more than two fifty, even if you lose five hundred, or it's my suggestion of beforehand we set a dollar amount, and then everybody picks. A pr- we, we didn't like that idea. I understand that, but that was the first thing. And right. In my head, me handing you a PlayStation 5 is just as funny as me handing you 300 beers. The only problem with that, so I don't necessarily agree because, you know what, you might ask me, maybe I would have preferred a PlayStation 5 today. So I get that. Yeah. But it's just the idea of, like, then you're betting in units to get to so it. I don't know that it plays with the radio aspect of it. Right, but again, like, so, and I didn't even think of this at first when I first broached this over the weekend, um, but thinking about it more... I would bet differently if I knew if I had the safety net. And I think it opens up all of us to betting differently because I think you'd be more aggressive knowing that you can't get hammered. Because we are, whether, like, I'll be honest, 330, not a problem. If we crossed 500 bucks, it would have been a problem. And I don't want to put anybody in that position going like, hey, I don't want to pay that. It's too much or somebody's wife smacking them. Which comes back to my original point that I brought up to DA. We could have no rules, and we could do exactly what we did, and it plays well to the audience. I think we could all look at each other's grown adults and friends and understand that while we're doing this, there also is a wink-wink. We're not going to put each other in that bad a spot here. Now, DA would disagree that you you never know it could. Right. I just, I mean, if you guys are looking at me as the biggest pig animal, I would never put somebody, right. you know, where they're not paying their, their electric bill because I needed 74 Konas. Yeah, true. But also, I th- I think um, the other caveat is, like, none of us could ask out of it. Like, in a normal betting situation, you go, you know what, guys, this is just too rich for, right. for, for my taste. Right, we my had taste. to be involved for the so show. So I'm out. So, like, if, you know, which I guess is the smart thing that Pete did. Right. Well, we didn't include Pete. Although Pete was the one egging me on the, up those numbers. Right. So, I mean, there's also that. It's like, I would rather negotiate hard for a cap than go, I know I'm not good at this. I just got burned in year one. I'm just not going to do it anymore. 
like that seemed like the bigger cop out than me going, guys, like this could be fair. This could end up being in a crappy situation where, and I know that nobody would would do it to one another, right? But it also feels bad to be in that position where it's like, I, I you, pity you, right? right? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll take your suggestions at Mraz CBS at Andrew Bogus. Bogus. One last thing on this bed. You have now eaten hot sauce a bunch. You've watched. Yeah. You watched Pete eat the end. And now you've paid off beers. Mm-hmm. So forget the bets that I get myself into my own trouble with. Right. Would you rather eat so- hot salsa again or pay 300 bucks to, to load my cooler up? You know, that's a good question because the hot salsa thing makes no sense to me. And in the good situation right now for this beer, all I did was swap some of my Super Bowl wins, which are still in my FanDuel account, okay. over to the credit card. So it almost like I didn't pay for this beer because it was... Like, it was just kind of there. Well, don't tell us that after you're complaining about the cost. Don't tell no, us no, that. No, no, I'm not complaining about this cost. I'm complaining about the possibility gotcha. of future costs. If okay. I got to pay 300 bucks again in the future, I'm not going to sweat it. But it could have, in a different world, it could have been double that, and that's now a lot of money. Right. Like, there are things that I don't do that are mean things because they cost 600 bucks. I, <laughs> I can't buy 600 bucks worth of Kona to feed your next christening. I agree. I agree. I hope Peyton enjoys all the beer. At both of her christenings. All right, folks. You can follow you. Uh, at Pete the Body. Uh, and you can follow me at Mraz CBS. Let's load up that truck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 